T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. What a stunning week it was, filled with stunning things we've never seen before. We'll count them down. Number one, a stunning admission from Anthony Fauci, as well as the director of the Food and Drug Administration and the head of the CDC. The three people assuring the whole country the COVID vaccine is safe and everyone should take it right away. Who doesn't believe them? Their own employees. The very people that understand, oversee, and approve vaccine trials. The very people who understand the implication of a brand new mRNA vaccine that works in a way vaccines never have before. Sold out to the American people without the benefit of a vaccine trial. The very people who understand that a vaccine trial for a vaccine like this would normally go on for years. Senator Richard Burr asked all three heads of the federal agencies what percentage of your own employees are actually vaccinated? The answer was shocking. I'm going to go to Dr. Fauci, Dr. Marks, and Dr. Lewinsky. Um, what percentage of the employees in your institute, your center, or your agency of your employees has been vaccinated? You know, I'm not 100% sure, Senator, but I think it's probably a little bit more than half, probably around 60%. Dr. Marks? I, I can't tell you the exact number, but it, it's probably in the same range. Some people vaccinated at our facility and others at uh, outside of the facility. Dr. Winsky. We're encouraging um, our employees to get vaccinated. We've been doing town halls and education seminars. Um, we have the, our staff have the option to report their vaccination status. But as you un understand, the federal government is not requiring it. So we do not know. OK, this this question, uh, I'm going to go to Dr. Felt. If these folks won't take their boss's advice to get vaccinated, should you? What do they know? Or what are they afraid they don't know? Maybe it's what Nobel Prize winner Luc Montagnier knows. He's a French virologist, got the Nobel Prize in 2008. He's a genius. He discovered HIV. And this week, in news that, of course, wasn't covered, he warned about the danger of the COVID-19 vaccine. He says the vaccine doesn't stop the virus, that it just makes it more lethal. It feeds it, he says, by making it stronger and helping 
it to create more transmittable variants and that these new virus variants will be more resistant to vaccination and may cause more health implications than their original versions. (laughs) Scary. He called the vaccine program an unacceptable mistake, a scientific error, as well as medical error. He says the history books will show that because it is the vaccination that is creating the variants, it is a danger to mankind. And that there are antibodies created by the vaccine forcing the virus to find another solution or die. That the resulting variants will be much more deadly. In fact, he called these antibodies a Trojan horse, allowing the pathogen to get into cells and exacerbate the immune response. It's called ADE, Antibody Dependent Enhancement. It's been a problem in other shots that we've had to work out. Normally, we do that over the course of two to four years. It can take that long to figure out the process is even occurring. He says it was a disaster to give it to the American people. Time will tell if he's right. Insane thing number three, the prosecution or persecution of Donald Trump. The Washington Post and New York Times have called for this for a while. Trump's arrest, for what they don't say, I don't think they actually care. Anything to stop him from running in 2024. They do this in authoritarian regimes too. The guy that loses is rounded up in the middle of the night, thrown into prison, and that's how he pays. It looks like they have the same plan for Trump. What's outrageous, though, is that the Attorney General of New York literally campaigned on prosecuting Donald Trump and planned to indict him before she even had access to any potential evidence of wrongdoing. She even said that if elected, she would use her office to look into every aspect of his real estate empire, which she then did. That's how she won the primary. Just wait until I'm in the attorney general's office, she said. I've got my eyes on Trump Tower. She also promised that if elected, she would, quote, Join with law enforcement and other attorney generals across the nation in removing the president for uh, from office and that it's important that everyone understand the days of Donald Trump are coming to an end. Sworn in on Tuesday, has made clear that among her biggest targets will be President Trump and his business practices. I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president. It's utter lawlessness, normally found in places like Cuba and Argentina. And now it's here. As this week, she announced her investigation had turned criminal. Before she even announced it, the left-wing publication Politico was already making plans for how to extradite Trump from Florida, as if Florida were a foreign country. Technically, compared to New York, it practically is. Politico was terribly worried they wouldn't be able to arrest Trump because DeSantis, the governor of Florida, might prevent his extradition. Insane thing number four. You heard it first from your humble host. I told you last summer that Joe Biden intend to open our borders and invite all the world's economic migrants here. I knew it because I read his platform that he wrote with Bernie Sanders and posted to his campaign website. They said they would invite all of the world's economic migrants here. Gallup polling puts the the number of migrants who would come here if they could at 162 million. Well, this week, running a full 10 months behind me, the New York Times admitted, actually admitted that our border is wide open to what? The world's economic migrants. 
just as Joe claimed. Never mind that the Times and the Washington Post fact-checked the idea that Biden would open our borders during the election and found it false. As usual, they were lying, and I was right. How bad is it? Remember, the CEO of Gallup warned Joe Biden earlier this year in a blog post that according to their polling, 42 million people from the Southern Hemisphere, that is Guatemala, El Salvador, Mexico, etc., would come here if Joe opened the borders. He asked Joe if Joe had a plan. I guess the CEO doesn't understand. That is the plan. But it was nice to see some confirmation from the New York Times that your humble host runs a full 10 months ahead of them and got that one right. Insane thing number five, the distinction between Americans and illegal immigrants or citizens of other countries fades more and more with every passing week. And this week was no exception. HUD, the Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development, announced illegal immigrants would now get taxpayer funds to pay their rent. Part of the $5 billion new spending plan that came out of Joe Biden's $2 trillion coronavirus relief package. They intend to give away 70,000 housing vouchers, including to illegals who will be treated just like Americans, and help at least 130,000 people find quality housing, which you, the Chinese, or the printing press will then pay for. Should be noted, right now, there's 580,000 homeless living on the streets of the U.S., including homeless veterans. But no one cares. They're American. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Insane thing number five. After blocking a U.S. pipeline, Joe Biden broomed aside President Donald Trump's proposed sanctions so Russia could build a pipeline to move energy to Germany. That's right, folks. Thousands of workers on the Keystone XL put out of work while Joe Biden brushes aside Trump's proposed sanctions that he'd threaten Russia and Germany with to allow Putin to build a pipeline. It's insane. Even more insane, this occurred a week after supposed Russian hackers shut down another U.S. pipeline and we all sat in gas lines. President Biden lifts sanctions on the Russians? What does Vladimir Putin have on President Biden? Somebody wrote on Twitter, actually, $3.5 million. That's how much money, remember, Hunter Biden collected from the wife of the mayor of Moscow, a Putin crony. If Trump had done this, all hell would have broken loose. 
Biden's family collects millions of dollars from the family of Moscow's mayor. And now Biden hands Putin a huge win that will give him the upper hand in all of Europe, able to wield energy influence. How will he do it? He shut down pipelines to other countries more than 20 times over politics since the 1990s. He will have an outside influence on Europe that we used to have. But what's outrageous here is that that money that Hunter took was illegal. Hunter never registered as a foreign agent. It's particularly astonishing when you remember that Robert Mueller was appointed to investigate so-called Russia collusion based on a P-tape blackmail material the Russians allegedly had. Oh, by the way, that P-tape, as well as the Steele dossier it was based upon, was finally announced this week by the New York Times to be completely fake. Those of us who get real news have known that for almost four years. Where'd that steel dossier come from? Collusion between the FBI, Hillary, and an actual Russia spy, who would later return to Russia after making up a bunch of dirt on Donald J. Trump. There was no apology this week from the New York Times for all the lies they told based on the steel dossier over the years, and no apology from the FBI, who used it illegally in court after swearing under penalty of perjury. That's a felony, by the way, that they'd confirmed everything in it. They did not. So where's the FBI investigation of Biden? He just gave Putin billions of dollars, a leg up in the energy export race with America, and control over or a big sway in European politics. In exchange, it would appear for 3.5 million bucks. They could never find a dime taken by Trump. Yet Mueller lobbed subpoenas for over a million documents from Trump, which he complied with. No one's even bought up the Biden payment and there'll never be a federal investigation. It stinks to high heaven. But then Democrats seem far more concerned with taking on their domestic enemies than any of our foreign ones. Which brings us to insane thing number six. This was the week of the personal army. Where we learned from the New York Post, astonishingly, that the Pentagon was running its own secret army. They probably keep it a secret from Congress, as the New York Post reported. Congress had never held a hearing on it and didn't know it existed. Yet it's 60,000 strong. They probably keep it a secret because, as the Post admitted, it's operating on U.S. soil. That's unconstitutional. In fact, it's flat out illegal. Its intelligence operatives operate overseas and on American soil. And its cyber warriors, as the New York Post called them, run influence campaigns on social media. Given this week that a former commander with Space Force accused our intelligence and arms forces of turning over to Marxism, you can only wonder at the content of those online campaigns and who they target. But that was only the second personal army this week. It seems everyone in Washington wants one. And Congress just got their own, making a National Guard presence more or less permanent in their new funding bill. $200 million gets that started for a special reactionary permanent National Guard force to protect Congress from insurgents who don't actually exist and were merely trespassing but didn't actually hurt anyone. On January 6th, if this new National Guard force, it'll be the part of the D.C. National Guard, is anything like the CIA, the Pentagon or the FBI, it will only answer to Democrats. 
and no one else. Which brings us to insane thing number seven. Larry Summers' desperate campaign to save the U.S. economy and our reserve currency. Summers, the former U.S. Treasury Secretary under Bill Clinton, an economic advisor to Obama, and this past year, an economic advisor to top Democrat presidential campaigns, took his own desperate campaign to stop the Democrats and the Republicans, to be fair, from wrecking the currency and destroying the economy through inflation, maybe runaway inflation, for a generation overseas, because no one here wants to hear anything he has to say. He had to go across the pond before he could find anybody to publish his desperate attempts to stop the destruction of the economy. The London Financial Times published it with the headline, Larry Summers accuses Federal Reserve of dangerous complacency over inflation. He said the Federal Reserve and all of Washington, with their monetary and fiscal policy, had, quote, underestimated the risk very substantially, both to financial stability as well as to conventional inflation of protracted, extremely low interest rates. He sharply rebuked the Federal Reserve for its loose monetary policy. That's the printing and the spending that Biden's doing that's out of control. Accusing the central bank of creating a dangerous complacency in financial markets and misreading the economy. The man is clearly desperate. And no one will listen to him. At least no one in the lying media or official Washington. But consumers already know. Mind-blowing surveys and studies are now coming out from April. Here's what they show. Consumer confidence dropped a sudden and shocking six points between April and May. Consumer purchases of basic goods dropped off abruptly in April. And most importantly, that Larry Summers is right. Everyone now sees inflation, except Lunch Bucket Joe and his minions. A shocking Rasmussen poll finds, listen to this, 76% of American adults are at least somewhat concerned about inflation, with a full 45% who are very concerned. In fact, just 2% list themselves as not concerned about inflation. We shop. We know. Meanwhile, early signs that the real estate market is beginning to tank are being ignored, like this one. April just saw the lowest total mortgage lock volume in almost a year. Some of that has to do with the end of the refi boom, but a lot of it has to do with housing purchases getting ready to slow down. Those numbers will come out in the coming months, and economists will pretend it's a shock. They always do if a Democrat's. In office, it's always a shock when the economy fails with a Democrat in office. But some are beginning to acknowledge it. Like this article from ABC News, U.S. home construction falls a surprise. It's always a surprise when Democrats are in office. A surprise 9.5% in April alone. Wow. Some of that, and ABC News blames it all, but it's only some of it, is due to a surge in lumber prices and other constraints in the supply line, but a lot of it is due to the same thing that's causing consumers to snap their pocketbooks shut. Outrageous prices and the fear they generate when you see how fast they're going up. Which brings us to insane thing number eight. Mitch McConnell blamed the Democrats for inflation due to all their spending on Monday. I've met with a number of employers in our state uh, very recently. Inflation. The cost of everything is going up. 
But by the end of the week, he and Kevin McCarthy, who also bashed the Democrats for inflation, were at the White House planning their next stimulus spending package. They offered the conservative $860 billion package to counter the Democrats' $2 trillion package. Hypocrites. And the final insane thing this week, insane thing number nine. Two separate videos made the rounds this week, and they are shocking. They show Capitol Police officers ushering protesters into the Capitol building, where they're not legally allowed to go. One of them shows a portly black officer waving protesters into the building from outside. The second one is even more shocking. It features the weird buffalo headdress guy and his buddies, who would later end up in the chambers, announcing on microphone inside the Capitol while standing around with police, who clearly didn't object to them being there. The police let them take to the microphone and announced to the crowd that the police planned to let them in, let them roam around and exercise their First Amendment rights as long as they didn't get violent. Again, the video was clearly filmed inside the Capitol. First, here's a protester flanked by police as he announces that police have let them in and will let them around. In the video, police don't object at all. They seem fine with it. The police here are willing to work with us and cooperate peacefully like our First Amendment allows. Gather more Americans under the condition that they will come and gather peacefully to discuss what needs to be done to save our country. Gather more Americans. Come on in. Capitol Police are letting us do this. Then, astonishingly, they hand the microphone to one of the Capitol Police officers who explains the terms under which they'll be allowed to stay. Again, that makes the protesters sort of victims. They thought they had permission to be there. That's a totally different thing than violent insurrection or even trespassing. Here's the Capitol Police officer from the video explaining the terms under which the police would allow them to stay inside the building. You understand? Show us no attacking, no assault, remain calm. We're not going to assault. We're going to be heard. Everybody, this must be peaceful. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. Do you realize all the video of that day that we have was taken on personal cell phones. None of the video inside or outside the Capitol building has ever been released by the federal government. After watching this, perhaps we know why. That wraps up another insane week in America. Thank you for listening to and sharing the Battlegrounds America podcast with friends and family everywhere while that sort of thing is still allowed. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.